It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, welcome to the COB by Ausbiz on this Friday afternoon. Gemma Acton here, joined by Scuddy. Good to see you, Scuddy. Likewise. And uh, before I go and kick off things, it's, uh, I was going to say a special shout out to my mum. Happy birthday, mum. Happy birthday, Mrs. Scott. And happy Thanksgiving to any Americans. It's a bit of a, an odd one this year, but uh, hopefully you are doing it um, from the safety of your own home. If you are listening to President-elect Joe Biden or with friends, if you're listening to current President Donald Trump. One way or another, uh, we know that uh, it's going to be a bad day if you're a turkey. Absolutely. Unless you're the rare one that gets the, the presidential pardon. Cobb. <laughs> um, so I actually had the last week off work and did my best, as they advise you to do, to stay away from, from much news. I haven't been tracking the markets or the data as, as closely. I had a bit of a baptism of fire today trying to catch up on everything. But what stood out to you this week? What stood out to me was... Uh... It was another Monday and another uh, vaccine announcement, which was uh, welcomed by the market. Although I'm going to say recently, uh, the AstraZeneca no, uh, vaccine has been a few question marks raised, but uh, a lot more optimism, a lot of uh, no excitement about reopening of the economy and the like. Uh, counter that against uh, no, some terrible numbers, particularly in the United States when it comes to COVID. So it's this real and you know, strange environment where markets are cheering. They're like hitting either fresh all-time highs or fresh you know, multi-month highs, in Australia's case, nine-month highs. Um, but at the same time, you're looking around the world and it still looks like a very dire situation. So very strange uh, outcome to go and kind of uh, navigate for an investor. And it's, uh, obviously, we can't pinpoint too much on, on what NAV trade clients are doing because it's just a, a small pool. But very interesting hearing that uh, they just keep building up their cash balances. Um, same sort of idea where they have just ridden the momentum from about April onwards, ridden it up. And now just thinking, gosh, things are just looking a little unstable, a little risky. The, the, the risks are mounting, but because we keep on getting these, these glimmers of hope through vaccines, et cetera, um, you know, just, just feeling that, that perhaps the, the, the risks are, are, are stacking up more quickly than we're actually realising. Yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of uh, optimism, like no, too much optimism, I think, earlier in the week. It just seems to be that the markets were uh, just pushing everything to the side. Anything that's bad news, don't worry about it. It's fine, just keep going higher. Uh, and I, I got a little bit uncomfortable. I've seen enough cycles now to go and think, well, I still think longer term we're gonna go higher, but I took a little bit off the table this week because it just felt like things were getting a bit frothy. So um, it's interesting to see what's going on. I'm not surprised others are a bit cautious. We're seeing today uh, here in the local market, like another down day. Uh, that's two in a row. So just coming off, and it's probably a healthy thing given the, the speed at which we've gone up. But uh, now, interesting that there's no, it's a little bit of caution creeping in now in what should be like a, a period coming up, which is very strong traditionally for equities. That's right. Yeah, the, the, the final December burst before we got into the, the, the quieter end of year January period. And one thing that certainly caught my eye today is what's happening with poor old Treasury wine estates. Now, um, that's had a, a pretty difficult year already for, for various reasons. But now we have the news that 
uh, China as of tomorrow is going to have a real further crackdown on Australian wine exports. Yeah, so there was already some, uh, some tariffs and some uh, no, investigations were underway, but uh, now China's gone the whole hog and you know, uh, tariffs and some products are, I think, over 200%. So uh, another escalation in those tensions. And uh, I think everyone just sits back and waits now and says, well, how long until it's iron ore? Because we seem to be going, ticking them all off as we go along here. And uh, at some point you've got to wonder, well, the true economic carnage, if the, uh, the, the Chinese want to go and do it for a prolonged period of time, which I don't think they will, but if they wanted to, uh, you just target iron ore imports because that would have a major impact on, uh, on our domestic economy, you know, given the amount of income that comes through from those, uh, those imports. Well, I just, the question I keep asking is when are we going to do more about diversifying our client base, because uh, our customer base, because uh, clearly it's an unsustainable situation if, if the only uh, industry that's uh, surviving without that, that concern right now is iron ore. I'm sure most other industries are, are trembling. Yes, well, we've just recently signed the, uh, the new trade deal, the regional trade deal. So uh, this is a perfect opportunity for, uh, for Australian companies out there. And I talked about this with Nadine yesterday on the podcast as well to diversify and, uh, and look to go and find customers beyond China. Everyone knows the opportunity that exists there. But you know, what we've seen recently is that, you know, depends on which side you want to go and take, but I can't see anything that Australia's really done uh, to go and be like to the point where you want to go and just target this continually, but that's what's happening. So if you're, uh, if you're out there, you're, uh, you're a senior exec, you've got to know you go and uh, import into uh, to China. Um, yeah, just uh, the perfect opportunity to go and look and see if you find uh, opportunities elsewhere. Um, now one share which has been had, had a fantastic Friday, terrific end to the week, is Bigger Cheese, up about 9.5% last time I looked uh, about 10 minutes ago. And um, we know that was also today's stock of the day. So we did check in with a couple of our analysts to ask them what they thought. Let's have a listen to what Julia Lee from Berman Invest had to say. I think it makes sense. It, it really adds to its portfolios. There's obvious synergies there. And look, the market seemed to like it. They raised some capital at a very discounted price of $4.60. And today yeah. the shares are up by 8%. So I guess when you have a look at bigger, there's a number of different levers as you look at. One is commodity prices or milk prices. Yeah. You look at the milk supply and look, milk supply this financial year is probably going to be lower than last financial year. But on the flip side, you're starting to see um, milk powder prices starting to rise and that's going to have a positive, positive impact to EBIT. And then the cost savings, they've just been mm. working on efficiency gains and that's really going to help yeah. as well. So look, I think this is a good move by bigger. But usually when you see strength in a move like that it speaks to further demand so yes um, this is one of the Australia's largest national cold chain distribution network so this is to convenience stores to fast food outlets and food supply so this does give bigger a little bit more reach yeah. uh, it does well they're going to be doing debt and equity so that's great because there will be an SPP for all the shareholders at home they will be able to get access to that as Julia said at $4.60 and we know uh, the Chinese do love our milk brands yeah. so um, I think it's yeah it's a buy from me and that was Adam Dawes from Shore and Partners. So a tick from both of the analysts today, but sadly we can't add it to our portfolio for Ausbiz because it's already in there. Yeah, it's already in there, making you strong, like the bones, the calcium and the like. But uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of optimism there. So uh, beefing up its uh, you know, its dairy divisions and things like that. So you can see it wants to become that uh, you know, agricultural play. Maybe not uh, no, too much into China for the time being though. Probably not. Um, and week ahead. Now, the last week of the month this month, which uh, is often quite quiet when it comes to data releases, etc. But then things do tend to pick up in the first week of the month again. Uh, anything particularly on your radar? 
Uh, look, uh, you've got RBA, you've got PMIs. Uh, there's lots of different uh, things out there. It is, um, it's quite... <laughs> I still uh, don't quite understand why we have so many releases at the first week of the month and then not more of a staggered approach, but um, I think I'm uh, beating, a, beating a dead horse there. It's, uh, it's not going to go and work. But, um, Expect anything out of the RBA? Uh, no, I think it's set and forget for the time being. Things are looking pretty good here. Of course, abroad, not so much, but no. then you've got this uh, vaccine uh, optimism in the background. So I suspect the banks is going to be pretty relaxed. Uh, probably... Uh, we're going to say something about where the Aussie dollar is, given where maybe iron ore prices are. Probably not. Probably mention it, but not really get to any concern. So I think it's just going to be like a, a tick box uh, kind of exercise, and then we'll uh, reconvene in uh, in early February next year. Hi, then hopefully have a bit more clarity about what exactly is going on. Yeah, and speaking of clarity, another um, market searching around for some clarity is oil. I'm finding it fascinating to watch at the moment because you do have this promising vaccine news, which yes, there are setbacks, but it does feel like two steps forward and one step back rather than the other way around. So inching forward, mm. uh, which is clearly tremendously good news for oil. But then you contrast that with the fact that OPEC Plus has been holding back, set to bulk up their, their supply again, as well as the long-term fundamental changes going against oil. You know, once BP rebrands itself to, to, to become beyond petroleum, you know, the writing yeah. is pretty much on the wall. Yeah, it's uh, renewables. Is, uh, it sounds like a long way off when BP is talking about it, but, you know, never know what's going to happen. It can be an accelerated task. But, yeah, you know, everyone kind of expects now that I think OPEC Plus, when it meets next week, will go and announce that it will extend uh, its current uh, production levels, the cut, so 7.7 million barrels a day below pre-pandemic uh, levels for another three months. Uh, one thing that could really put the, uh, the cat amongst the pigeons is something that avoids that. So you know, a scenario where potentially you could go and, uh, and reduce output again, uh, maybe a, a million barrels or so, who knows, because that would certainly go and put a big another leg higher in our crew prices. Alternatively, if it uh, decides that, well, the vaccine's on the way, no, we want to go and keep market share, let's go and uh, no, follow through and uh, add another two million barrels per day. Well, the oil, oil price will not stay where it is at the moment. It will be uh, significantly lower. So I'm interested to see what happens there. You just don't know with OPEC Plus. Like, the most rational response is often not what actually comes to about. No, that's right. But then, of course, we have what happens with the Biden presidency, uh, whether we uh, get, get talking to Iran again. So, so much to look forward to in the new year. But uh, when we convene next week, uh, it'll be, that must be the last day of November just heading into the silly season yes so uh yeah, the start of um, the start of december what a year so it's, uh, it's been a long, it's been a long year and a short year in so many ways yeah. but uh yeah well uh, we'll see what happens december you know we we know here in australia and uh typically around the world don't know what happens the things start slowing down by about i know probably the end of the uh the first week mm. you start getting the school holidays kicking through so uh we'll see what happens this year i think the markets run very hard in anticipation of i uh, know uh, year end as well so whether we get the same kind of outcome who knows but uh certainly there'll be lots to go and digest lots of figures and of course uh those uh, geopolitical tensions simmering away in the background well while i haven't run it all hard this week i've just been uh, relaxing at home with my family uh, i know that you have and no doubt our audience has as well so i think i'll release you all to go and enjoy your your friday evenings and the rest of the weekend and see you back here next week. Yeah, go, uh, go clink a glass and uh, everyone out there, have a great weekend and we'll see you bright and early on Monday. Yeah, go and have a great weekend. Cheers.